Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos. Welcome back to So Over 50 Podcast. Stay listening. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us for another great So Over 50 Podcast. Today we have a wonderful follower of Instagram and her name is Helga. Now I've asked Helga to come onto the podcast because she had some wonderful photos with the photo challenge that we've had to celebrate the fact that Sober 50 has 30,000 followers. So let's give a warm welcome to Helga. How are you? Hi Maria. It's so nice to meet you in Australia via this podcast. And I feel incredibly honored that you chose me to speak to the wonderful community of so over 50 followers who have reached 30,000 followers in the last weeks. Yes, it's been really great to see so many people there. And it's lovely that you could come on. And it's almost like we can give everyone a virtual hug because we've done so well with so over 50. That's true. And I really appreciate that you chose me. It's so nice. You're welcome. So for the listeners who haven't discovered you as yet, can you tell us who you are and how we can find you online? My name is Helga Weidenhammer. I'm 57 years old. I'm married and I have two grown-up kids. My family and I live in Augsburg in Germany. Augsburg is in the south of Germany, which is part of Bavaria. It's not far away from Munich, which might better be better known by an international audience. Yes. And if you want to find me on Instagram, you have to look for Salix Sows, which is a bit funny name, probably. <laughs> I chose the name because I'm a bit of a language fan and language nerd. I had Latin in high school and it was actually my main subject when I graduated. I'm always keen on learning new words and even more so if they sound funny. And Salix is the Latin translation of willow. You know, the plant willow and all gardeners might know it's the professional word Salix salicis. And willow, again, is the translation of Weide, which is part of my real life last name, Weidenhammer. And hammer is the same word as in English. And it's quite a funny story when I met my husband, because I got this name from my husband, of course. <laughs> and uh, when, we, when we were courting, he told me that he comes from a very old family. And he explained to me in a serious voice that his family descends from Karl Martell and the Carolingians. He said, Helga, do you remember from your history lessons at school that Karl Martel saved the Christian West and gave his name to the Carolingian dynasty and that his nickname was Martellus, the hammer? And I was really confused. I didn't know if I should believe him and it amused him deliciously. I really hesitated a moment, wondering if I was to marry into a historically important family. But of course, it was only a joke. Phew. <laughs> yeah. And my Insta account, Salix Sows, is actually the only way people can follow me. I have nothing else. And I've only recently started posting with an open account. So you've had a private account for a while. Yeah, for about two years. I've been on Instagram for about two years. Mm-hmm. 
and was a bit shy. Social media, that's not so my thing. And I used it more or less as a picture book. I followed one or two friends. Not many of my real life friends are on Instagram. And I looked at magazines like Vogue and newspapers and some authors. Of course, I also checked out if there were other women around who sold in my age group. But there was not much going on, especially in Germany. I always looked in German language. There's not such a group like so over 50. And only when I typed it in in English, sewing and 50, the hashtag so over 50 plopped up. And I thought, oh, here we go. Let's see what this is all about. I started following one or the other account. But of course, there was not so much interaction possible because my account was still closed. And in January, when our second lockdown began to bother me and it got boring, I made up my mind to finally open my account and become a bit more active myself in this group. And I posted the picture of a skirt I had made for my daughter. And I wrote in my post that I had finally found the courage to present my sewing projects to the fabulous international community of sewists, so over 50. And then something happened I would never have believed possible. I got an answer. <laughs> I got an answer directly from So Over 50. And they said, great result. Look forward to seeing more. So there were real people managing this hashtag and they had found the time to answer me. That was a real honor, I thought. I couldn't believe it. Somebody out there had seen me and I was not any longer invisible, like many of us so over 50 ladies feel sometimes, I guess. I've had a look at the feed of your work, and it's really lovely. I'm quite inspired by what you've done. Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> there are a lot of hashtags, too, that we use in so over 50, don't we? That's true. Yeah, that's what I can continue to tell you. Right in the beginning, when I started posting... I saw these hashtags. I didn't really know what a hashtag is, but it looked nice. And there was something like Waybot. That was the first I found. And I thought it was incredibly funny, this accumulation of letters. I didn't even know what it is. I had to go on Google to look it up. <laughs> it was, what am I working on today? So I thought, oh, yeah, working on today, I can use that. So I used Waywatch as a hashtag. And can you imagine how amazed I was one Friday night when I got a direct message from Julie, consistently different designs. And she wrote to me, hello, dear Helga, I don't know if you know this, but I'm unable to share any of your posts in my stories it must be a setting on your end. I wanted to add you to the Wayward Roundup, but I was unable to. I didn't have a clue that the Wayward hashtag was more than just a collection of posts, but that you could actually be picked by someone like Julie to appear in a story and that she would repost you. And she had chosen my post and written to me personally. I had to fetch my daughter immediately because the kids always know what to do on Instagram to find out about these privacy settings. And even my daughter was amazed that there's somebody who told you that you had a problem there. She said, that's really nice. Well, all that happened within the first 10 days after I had opened my account and I caught fire. You obviously were quite excited about that. Yes. I mean, I was there 10 days and already posted by someone, reposted by someone that 
I thought that was a big honor. <laughs> it shows that, you know, you've opened your account and people are watching what you do and they're enjoying the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. It must have been like that. <laughs> so has Server 50 affected you? Well, they affected me very much, of course. <laughs> and they are what, what I call myself our mothership. That's my nickname for them. Because I think it's a very good description. When you look up the word mothership in a dictionary, it is described as a large spacecraft or ship from which smaller crafts are launched or maintained, like us, so us. And isn't that exactly what they are doing with us? They launch wonderful ideas from their headquarters in the orbit. They keep us together. They maintain to our needs every day. They're reposting our posts and commenting on our makes. And they're collecting ideas and organizing challenges. And they even help with the technical problems. They're always available. I, th I think that's amazing. They always answer I don't know how they do it. They do it for free. They are not paid. But I'm really grateful that they are there. I must say my life has changed a lot since I live in that orbit with them. How has your life changed with Sova 50? found about five points, which I wrote down for myself to, to explain. And the first is... Um, that I have found this group of women of my own age group. We share the same interest and it's so nice to be able to speak about fashion, to see fashion and talk about sewing with them. And I don't have to bother my family members <laughs> or friends who don't sew and are not really interested in my opinions or ideas. Do I have to choose this fabric or should I rather choose that fabric? Or do I have to change this seam or is this skirt too long or too short? So it's really nice to be able to, to address someone with my ideas and get an answer. And then the second point is that they are not only here around me, but they're spread all over the world. You know, I've already mentioned I'm a bit of a language nerd. So now I have not only found like-minded friends, I'm also able to work on my English. And I learned complete new vocabulary. I'm writing it all down, actually. I've uh, started a vocabulary book where I put it all in. You love language. And it's really great to see that through Sober 50, you've been able to increase your English language skills and that you're actually enjoying it as well. I absolutely do. Do you want to know some of my favorite new English words? Yes. For example, I love the word bobbin. That is so cute. I mean, for you, it's a normal word, but in Germany, we have a, a town which is called bobbin, and that's really funny. Or what I learned is frogging. You know, frogging when you tear wool apart i don't know if it's used in all parts of english-speaking countries or grommets that's also a very nice word and also i learned haberdashery i learned that in my first challenge refabulous and i even won some haberdashery oh did you <laughs> yeah i won um, a haberdashery parcel from i think it was minerva.com oh that's great yeah, that was great. Yeah. So you see, I had a great start with So Over 50. You had. Yeah. And also, I love the names of the different Instagram users. The names are hilarious sometimes, like Two Ducks Swimming. Yes. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great name. 
Oh, the one I found that was also fantastic. I'm so crafty, I sweat glitter. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> or exhausted octopus. <laughs> yeah, these words all get stuck in my head, you know. <laughs> you can't imagine what an octopus would look like if it's exhausted, but obviously someone can. Yeah, and of course, what has also affected me or how it has affected me is that my sewing skills were growing. Whenever there is a challenge or when you post a picture yourself, you want to give your very best. And this means you have to directly solve any problems which arise with a project. I have to solve it somehow if I want to post a picture on time. And that's a great motor to grow your abilities. And there's always someone out there you can ask whenever you have a problem. Love that very much. And also, last but not least, I think I have strongly improved my own body confidence. I think that's not, not unimportant. <laughs> we are an age group which is not often featured in magazines or advertising. You could argue that women over 50 are somehow invisible in the fashion industry. And I found it very inspiring to see garments being worn by someone of a similar age group and not only on a young body. In the So Over 50 universe, I see women of my own age modeling their self-made garments with confidence and have slowly but surely become a bit more courageous myself. I was very reluctant to reveal much about myself in an open account. And I'm still a bit self-conscious regarding pictures of myself but seeing so many women of my age posting and posing, I even dared a tiny dance in my last post. Oh, A few weeks ago, I would never have done that. <laughs> How did you feel when you did that? Well, in the beginning, I wasn't quite sure if I should do it, but I have seen other ladies do it. So I thought, yeah, well, it's okay, you can do it. <laughs> and I got nice reactions, so that was okay. That's good. Yeah, you know, it improves your body confidence in a way. It does. And you obviously had fun doing it. So that's the other bonus. Absolutely. Yeah. You can grow. While you've been in lockdown, how have you been feeling and how's that affected your sewing? In March 2020, last year, when the first wave of the pandemic hit Germany, we had a complete shutdown and everything had to shut down and also my sewing lessons. I go to a sewing school, actually. I have a teacher and we are six ladies. We can sew what we want and she helps us. She guides us, she advises us, and she's an amazing woman. Everything I learned in sewing, I have from, from her, more or less. And we could meet again in August last year, then it got, the situation got better, but only for a few months. End of October, the second corona wave hit us and the sewing meetings had to stop again. And no sewing is a no-go in my life. I had to sew on, <laughs> so I sewed in solitude in my sewing room. It's a kind of self-care for me. Sewing is, it calms me down, it connects me with my soul. It has always been like that, and I can't imagine a life without it. I love everything about sewing, from choosing the right fabric, matching it with a pattern, or the other way around, on the creative process, the technical work. And it's such a satisfying feeling when you have a self-crafted piece in your hands and you can wear it. I'm in my own little world when I sew, and I can forget about everything around me. And that's what helped me a lot through the solitude in lockdown. 
there were times when I just couldn't listen to the news or watch TV anymore because of all the misery you learned. I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm very lucky that my family and I have not been affected by the virus and we're still all in work or in study. But the whole situation has been very unsettling and mentally stressful, I think. And sewing has me helped me a lot to get through it. And I must say, I'm even a bit grateful because without the pandemic, I wouldn't have found the Sew Over 50 community. So there was luck in the misfortune of the pandemic for me. It's a bit weird. It is good that we've found each other, but it's terrible that it's had to happen during this, as you say, this time during the pandemic. But it's the reason that we, that we connected. Is it true that the, the community grew in this time very strongly? It was growing at about a thousand people per month and it's continued to grow and it's been quite a good thing for a lot of people to connect online and Sober 50 has helped with all of the work that they've been doing behind the scenes to keep people connected. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great community, absolutely. Helga, can you give us some detail about what you've done in the past? Yeah, with pleasure. Before I had my kids... I worked in the fashion industry for about 15 years in a company called Mondi. Mondi was a Munich-based international label and it worked in the so-called bridge segment. So it was an upscale price category between designer and mass-produced goods. And in its best times, the Mondi Group sold its collections through about more, more than 100 of its own Mondi stores specialty stores and department stores in 62 countries around the globe. We also were in Australia. <laughs> and I was the assistant to the CEO for international sales. And for example, before a new collection was launched, we had uh, in-house workshops with our international sales representatives. And it was my part in the job to work with them to tailor the collection to the specific markets. For example, our ladies from Mondi of America always paid strong attention that the collection was tailored to the affluent older U.S. American lady. And it was my part to, to communicate their needs to our design team. And we always had to add in a long-sleeved blouse or a light turtleneck sweater or a matching pair of Bermuda shorts to the collection. Unfortunately, Mondi went bankrupt in the early 2000s, like many other fashion houses in that time. But that was the time when I had my kids. And after that, when my kids were older, I started working for a professor of law at the University of Augsburg, and I still work there. It's quite another setting, but it's still international, kind of. But I miss the fashion aspect. I thought you might. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but there are not so many fashion companies around anymore. But it's good that through your sewing you can sew things that you love and you have that fashion history. Yeah, I love that too. And it's in my blood. I always say somehow it's in my blood. You've had such an amazing history. Do you think so? <laughs> Thank you. I've seen images of what Mondi was, but it's quite interesting to see what you included in the collections for various people that you sell to, yeah. 
Oh, yes. That was really interesting. And I learned such a lot about different cultures because I worked with Americans, with the Canadians, with France, with Spain, also with the Australians. And it was quite different, you know. And we'll never forget this with long sleeve blouses <laughs> because we never had that. The designers never had these boring pieces, but they were necessary. They were necessary for these older, more affluent women with the money. <laughs> Absolutely. So the long sleeve blouses, the Bermuda shorts and the turtleneck sweaters. Absolutely, yeah, the Bermuda shorts for the cruise collection. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if this exists anymore, but we had that, yes. Yeah, and the turtlenecks um, under a blazer. <laughs> that was always important. Is sewing your main craft? Besides sewing, I, I knit and I crochet and I embroider. And I grew up with it due to my grandma. My grandmother was an amazing woman who I loved tremendously, of course. <laughs> and she was a professional tailor. But I must be honest, I didn't really learn so much. I only caught the basics because I was an uninterested, ungrateful teenager. Like I think most of us probably. <laughs> when she tried to teach me things, I was never really interested. There were so many other things in my life which were more interesting, like pop groups, music, parties, boys. And today I deeply regret that I was such a brat. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure she would be proud to see me walking in her footsteps now. Besides crafting, I'm also a passionate gen genealogist. And I never know how to pronounce it correctly, but I think it's genealogist. Yes. <laughs> And that's also has to do with my grandma. I lost her in my early 20s and I'm researching her history and our common ancestors past who came from the Austro-Hungarian Empire and even before under the Habsburg rule. And my research has so far gone back to the middle of the 18th century and have found out so many unbelievably interesting things that I simply had to write them down. And I've already collected 200 pages and I hope it will be a book when it is finished someday. I'd be really interested to read that. <laughs> That's nice to hear because my plan is to write it for my family, of course, but maybe we'll see how it turns out. Maybe there are more people interested in it. <laughs> Yeah, and I was really overwhelmed when so over 50 had that mini challenge to celebrate their 30K followers, as you mentioned in the beginning. And we were asked to bring out an old photo of our parents or grandmother or great aunt or anyone in our families that tell a story who they were, their era, and something about the garments shown in these photos. The hashtag was so 50 old photo. And there must have been hundreds of posts. I think I really read nearly every single one of them. It was overwhelming and was so touching to see families of all eras all over the globe and how they were cherished by their descendants. It was really love and dedication oozing from these photos and posts. And it was so touching. And somehow it felt like we were all one big family. A wonderful, warm community of sewers and held together by the mothership, so over 50. There were so many <laughs> lovely photos and 
as I said, I love the photos that you had. So I'm really pleased that you're able to share them with us and your story behind what the photos showed. I'm quite lucky to have some photos because uh, some of them survived two world wars. And I do not have so many photos. Some of them I found over the genealogist um, base where I did research. Yep. And they are in the possession of other families. But at least I can see them and they shared them with me. And the photos that you showed, especially the ones, your great-grandmother, it was good that you talked about what she was wearing as well. Yeah, there was three generations, I think. One, You mean the one photo where the three ladies are? So um, your grandmother's great-grandmother, Antonia. Ah, that one, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is an oil painting, which is in the possession of a French family. That She's um, a far away cousin, you could say. Due to the war, they were stuck in Romania for many years. And that's how the connection got lost. There was no possibility for my grandmother to have any contact with these, this family. And uh, there is this uh, platform, I don't know if you know it, uh, myheritage.com. Mm -hmm. And there you can find people. And that's how I found the great-grandmother of my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny, yeah. And quite touching. And now I have contact to someone in France who is related to me. That's good. Another community. <laughs> yeah, another community. And again, it's to do with things that you're interested in and that you've done research on and it brings you joy. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so great to see all these wonderful women. In my book, I concentrate on the women part of the history what they achieved and how, how they survived. And they're so different, the ones who were born rich and the ones who were born poor and how they survived and how in the end it all comes together to you. <laughs> when I've had a look in the sewing that you've done, there's one particular piece of one of your What Am I Working On Today that I really love the most. It was the bumblebee bra. Ah, yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself that I could achieve that. <laughs> I think what I loved about it is the color and the fabric that you used and how it's got unique bra strapping. Yeah, it's a gorgeous pattern. It's by Emerald Erin and she is in Canada. Yeah, I ordered the complete set from her. It took ages until I arrived here. <laughs> But it's a great pattern and it's nicely explained. And there's even um, a video tutorial where you could see how she is doing it. So that was a great help. And I made that bra for my daughter. And I was amazed that it, it fit perfectly, which is not quite normal, I think, for a bra. <laughs> I know that a lot of people would love to make a bra and they hesitate. But when I saw the photo of the work that you did, it's so impressive. Thank you. I can only ask you to follow and to do it too because it was not too difficult. <laughs> I actually ended up buying that bra pattern. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. And the, the, the towel is also available in another um, uh, color combination. 
It's called Bees on Latte. That's also quite pretty. Bit of advertisement for Emerald Erin. <laughs> oh, look, it's just that, you know, I looked at the photos that you had for So 50 Old Photo, and when I had looked through your feed and I saw that bra and I thought, that is, that is so impressive. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> How it happens to me too, whenever I scroll through the different uh, posts, I always find something and I think, my gosh, isn't that gorgeous? And that's how you get your inspiration. Perfect. Thank you, Helga. You're welcome and thank you. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners about the Sober 50 community? It's a space where you can share, connect and feel less isolated, especially in these hard months of the pandemic like me. And one often hears that social media is not a place where you can find friends. We warn our kids that the pictures on social media are fake and have nothing to do with real life. And that it's only about the image and to collect as many likes as possible. But for this community, I would vow that the contrary is the case. Of course, we're also happy when our posts get liked. But the main reason for our posts is to share and to make connections. We don't judge each other. I've never had the feeling that anybody judged me and I've personally formed connections and friendships. I would even say friendships around the globe. My new Insta friends share the same passion and they even have let me have a glimpse into their own past and their families and I can chat with them every day. I'm very grateful that our mothership steers us into the right direction and keeps us busy and creative in our sewing orbit. They do, don't they? They do, yes. <laughs> I love them. Thank you so much for coming on to Selga Nice Style Podcast, Helga. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure and I feel very honoured to be picked. It's lovely that you've gotten so much out of being part of the So Over 50 community. It's lovely that you've been able to tell your story today. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. You're most welcome. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Old Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Helga, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Old Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you listen to over 40 of the So Over 50 podcasts we've now published. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account, at Soul Organized Style or on our website www.soulorganizedstylepodcast.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>